We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Summer driving season coming up, the big Memorial Day weekend, and here we go. Boats, campers out there, plus road construction all over the state of Minnesota, and we thought it would be a great time to visit with uh, our friend Mike Hansen, the director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, a longtime trooper, and Mike's been on the job at uh, the Office of Traffic Safety for a number of years now. Mike, good to visit with you. I hope all is well. All is very well, and thanks again, Steve, for the opportunity to visit with you and your listeners today. Yeah, and here we are, uh, summer driving season, road construction, a lot going on there. And by the way, if you want to talk uh, to Mike about rules of the road, uh, by all means, call. He has dedicated his career uh, to public safety, and uh, once again, the number is 651-461-9226, First, the biggie, road construction. The old joke, there's two seasons, winter and road construction, and here we are, some major projects in the metro and all over the state. we got to remember the rules. we got to slow down, abide by uh, the speed limits, and protect those workers. No, that, that's a, a great way to start off the conversation today, Steve, because you're right. There are a lot of really big projects taking place all across Minnesota this year. And another way to look at it is we're just seeing the very beginning of what's going to be a very active number of years of road construction taking place in Minnesota. With the passage of the Infrastructure Bill and the New Transportation uh, Act, um, there's going to be a lot more available funding for these major projects to take place. And so um, now is the time to really focus on making those good, smart decisions when we're transiting through those work zones. Slow down. You know, that's the first thing that we should always be doing as we're going through. Work zones are always complicated. They're always changing. They're always dynamic. And uh, it really does take all of our attention. And we need all of the time and space that we can get in the event that something unexpected does take place. Um, And, and, very well may take place in a work zone Um, and you know it's all about the safety of those folks who are out there doing their very best to maintain and improve our roads and giving them a safe environment to work in nobody wants to be the one that's responsible for injuring or killing a worker at roadside and so again we need to slow down we need to pay attention uh, and make sure that we're doing everything that we can to keep that zone safe for everybody and the legislature has passed laws uh, to enforce those rules in the lower speed limits, fines double in those work zones. 
they in in some cases they do double in some cases the minimum fine is three hundred dollars wow um you know the the consequences you know not only if you're you know apprehended doing something wrong but you know again remember the the goal of all of that legislation and all of the extra enforcement that takes place out there is to keep that work zone safe um and again for the those workers that are trying to get the work done but also for everybody that has to transit through that work zone Mike Hansen, Director of the Office of Traffic Safety here in the state of Minnesota, is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Our number, by the way, is 651-461-9226. That is good for a call or text on the program. Uh, summer driving season, uh, boats, campers, uh, trailers of all types are out on the road. And uh, once again, you need to make sure that that equipment is properly maintained, that the lights are working. Uh, if it's equipped with trailer brakes, that those are working properly and that uh, uh, the, the safety chains are in place. That is a big deal, isn't it, Mike? You bet. That A little bit of maintenance, uh, you know, the old saying, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, and that is really uh, true, especially when it comes to our trailers that, you know, they, they've been sitting for six months. And, uh, you know, you mentioned some of that basic safety equipment, the lights, the brakes, you know, the securement, make sure that all of that is in good shape. You know, thinking back to my days on the road, you know, the two most common uh, things that affected trailers out there was, A, the bearings on the trailer, they need regular service, and the tires on the trailer. Um, They get weather checked, they get weather worn, and um, it really uh, goes a long way toward having a safe and uneventful trip towing your trailer of whatever kind uh, that it is if you take a few minutes just to make sure not only the safety equipment is there, but a basic inspection and regular maintenance of those things. And then I just add add to that um, load securement. You know, we see every summer something flies out of uh, some kind of a trailer or out of a boat or something like that, and it leads to, you know, what can be really serious mishaps on the road. So make sure whatever the trailer is hauling is uh, safely contained and safely restrained in the trailer. Yeah, and, and state law says that, that, that loads need to be secured. And that's just not for over-the-road truckers or commercial drivers. That's for everyone hauling a load that does need to be secured. Yep, uh, that's a great point. Um, again, it's it's our, all of our responsibility to make sure that, you know, when we are pulling that trailer, that we have done everything that we can to make sure that it is a safe vehicle to be on the road and the cargo is safe. Yeah, and uh, some of these trailers, particularly rental trailers, uh, they they have posted speed limits. It, it's it's important to, and whether we talk uh, in, in the fall or the winter, the spring or, or in the summer, excessive speed is, is a big deal. And uh, since the start of the pandemic, it seems like it's been a reoccurring theme. People are just driving way too fast. You're exactly right, and speed continues to be the number one killer on Minnesota roads right now. Um, it, 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 you know, we've we've always had a historic speeding problem, not only in Minnesota but across the country. But as you rightly uh, mentioned, at the start of the pandemic, things just all of a sudden went completely off off the tracks, and um, you know, the speed and the excessive speed and the extreme speeds. You know, I talked to the troopers, the officers, and the deputies, and they're still regularly, regularly, sometimes several times in a shift, encountering people driving more than 100 miles an hour. 
And it's not just on the freeways. It's, it's on some of our major arterials and some of our side streets and back roads where people are going at those extreme speeds. And so we're working very hard not only to educate Minnesota drivers about why it's important to reduce that speed, give yourself the time and distance that you need, um, and, you know, quite honestly, stay within the, the design parameters of the vehicle you're driving. It's designed to protect you, but if you bring enough speed and enough energy into a crash, no safety system is going to protect you, and the outcome is going to be horrific. Yeah, and one of the things we we have discussed, uh, we, we mentioned road construction season. Things have come a long way when it comes to road construction uh, and, and understanding how traffic moves, safety measures in place, uh, cable barriers between divided highways. Uh, th- those are being installed not only here in the metro area but all over the state. But uh, distracted drivers, excessive speed, there, there's not much all these safety features built into the roadways or the vehicles can do to protect when, when you're driving 90 miles an hour. That's exactly right. Um, you know, I, my uh, engineering partners, uh, you know, they, they have done just wonderful things. You mentioned cable median barriers. Every place that had been installed, they have virtually eliminated wrong way head-on crashes and the fatalities that almost always accompanied those high-speed wrecks that took place. And, you know, roundabouts. Um, you know, I, I hear both sides of the story on roundabouts, but the fact is roundabouts are a safety feature. Uh, the crash rate may actually go up a little bit in some cases, but the severity rate goes down by 70 to 80 percent when you don't have those right angle uh, crashes anymore. And, you know, so, yeah, there's a lot of people from a lot of different disciplines that are working to keep our roads safe. Um, but really, the, the key component to this is the driver of the vehicles that are using these systems. And that's that's what we need to focus our education and our outreach on. And that, that's what we're really trying hard to do right now. Mike Hansen is joining us, Director of the Office of Traffic Safety here in the state of Minnesota, and is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, we are going to take a break. We'll come back with much more. By the way, if you have a question, rules of the road, uh, by all means, give us a call, 651-461-9226. Or send a text, same number, 651-461-9226. Mike will be with us through the uh, bottom of the hour, 3.30, here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Rules of the Road, Mike Hansen joining us, Director of the Office of Traffic Safety here in the state of Minnesota, a longtime state trooper. Good enough to join us. He's here for another 10 minutes. Uh, plenty of time to send a text if you have a question about the Rules of the Road, 651-461-9226. Uh, from the text line, I, I think this is a good one. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with cars in uh, the high-speed lane and... I know you shouldn't hold up traffic. Uh, what do you recommend? I know I know there's a speed limit and then traffic out in that left lane, say two lanes going in one direction. What does the law say? What should motorists do? Well, the, a good rule of thumb to follow, and, and this is you know basically what the law also requires, is that slower traffic should keep to the right. Um, you know, the, the left lane or the far left lane in a multi-lane situation, that's typically a passing lane uh, for vehicles that are moving faster. 
Now, certainly, you know, the speed limit is something that, that we, we ask and expect everybody to adhere to, but we also understand that, you know, there are occasions where, you know, some of the traffic may be moving a little bit faster than that posted limit. So, again, uh, the, the rule of thumb in the law requires slower traffic to stay to the right. Um, and, you know, the, the way to think about it is traffic always moves best, most efficiently, and most importantly, safest when it, the, the flow is very smooth, when everybody is at or near about the same speed. And, and that's part of the methodology that's used to determine what a speed limit is in a particular uh, roadway type. So, you know, either the, the real slow or the real fast vehicles that interrupt that smooth flow, that causes disruption in the system. And that's when we typically uh, find that mishaps, crashes, and, and things like that occur. So, um, again, it's, it's a courtesy thing, but it's also a legal thing uh, to make sure that, that uh, you're only using that left lane for passing. Yeah, and Mike, uh, motorists uh, should not take the law into their own hands and and feel like they need to enforce the speed limit by staying out in that left lane and, and driving 55 or 60 miles an hour, whatever the post it is. Uh, that, that is not the attention. Law enforcement does not want that. That is exactly right. And, you know, we just – there's enough – uh, aggressive driving taking place out there now and enough road rage incidents out there that, that our law enforcement partners quite honestly can't even keep up with some of this stuff. And so, again, everything that we can do to mitigate and eliminate uh, those types of situations, we should. Um, it, it's, it's, you're right. You know, we don't need to take the law into our own hands. If somebody is driving in such an unsafe manner that you fear that they or somebody else is going to be hurt or killed, then you pick up the phone and call 911. There is an exception in the, the cell phone uh, hands-free law for that, um, and then law enforcement will try and respond and try and interdict uh, that that uh, unsafe driver to the best of their ability uh, if they are in the area and, and can do that. Mike Hanson joining us, Director of the Office of Traffic Safety here in the state of Minnesota, good enough to join us. Uh, speaking of the hands-free law, I, I would assume by now there's enough data. Is it paying dividends, this hands-free law? Or are, are we seeing positive results? You know, that's a great question. And, and the good news is, Steve, it, yes, we are seeing a difference in Minnesota. Our distraction-attributed crashes, uh, meaning the law enforcement officer is investigating these crashes, and uh, those numbers are going down. Our, our distraction-attributed fatalities are, have gone down now two years in a row. And so that tells me that the passage of the hands-free law in 2018 is making a difference. I think we also have a ways to go. And anybody who spends any time on the road at all still can look around and find people who have that phone in their hand. And it's a good reminder. The hands-free law means that, hands-free. The only way that you can interact with that electronic commission to communication device is with voice activation or single touch activation it can't be in your hand it should be in a holder or something like that and we always uh, encourage everybody there are very very few communications that are so critical uh, that it can't wait until you get to your destination or you get to a place where you're not a part of traffic Uh, you can pull up in a parking lot or a rest area or something like that take care of whatever business you have to get taken care of and then get back on the road And then, um, you know, as long as we're on the topic of distraction, remember that distraction takes many different forms. Electronic devices, 
certainly are the most common. Um, but that cheeseburger, applying makeup, brushing your teeth, uh, even the dog on, on the lap. I mean, all of those things um, are covered by various aspects of the traffic code if it interferes with your ability to safely drive the car. And so, again, our, our traffic levels are back to pre-pandemic levels, even in some cases higher than pre-pandemic levels, even in, with gas, you know, being as expensive as it is. So, you know, congestion is back and roads are just more crowded and that takes all of our attention. And so we need to pay attention to what's going on around us. Traditionally, that uh, stretch between Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend can be a very dangerous time on the road. Do the stats bear that out, that, that, that uh, the summer, uh, traditionally, Memorial Day to Labor Day, is it a very dangerous time on our roads? Yes, it is. That, we refer to that as the 100 busiest days or the 100 most traveled days on Minnesota roadways. You know, we have a relatively short summer season you know, June, July, and August. And a lot of activities takes place uh, during that time period, and a lot of folks hit the road. And um, as a result, you know, there's just a lot more opportunity for crashes to occur. And the other thing, the summer months, the road conditions are good. That allows speed to creep up. And, you know, as we've been talking about, Steve, speed is the one thing that makes every other mistake or error worse. And remember, you can be the best driver in, in the world, uh, but if somebody else makes a mistake, you need to have the time and space to react to that. And that means driving the speed limit or driving according to the traffic condition. Well, Mike, uh, always good to visit with you. Um, I, I would assume with construction season, we bring this up from time to time, and, and with those, those busy stretches, uh, law enforcement will be in full force, state patrol, uh, sheriff, uh, local law enforcement. They will be out enforcing the laws. Oh, yeah. They, they, they will be out in the work zones uh, keeping the workers safe and keeping the travelers safe. And, you know, as we're coming up on uh, the Memorial Day weekend, this is our traditional kickoff to the summer uh, safe driving season, and it also corresponds with our Click It or Ticket campaign which is focusing on seatbelt and occupant restraint violations. And so uh, starting uh, next week, we will have uh, not only extra state troopers, but over 300 law enforcement agencies across the state will be out through the Memorial Day weekend looking for those unbelted motorists and taking the appropriate action. Um, Again, you know, over 92% of Minnesotans wear that seatbelt all the time, but yet that 7.5% or so that don't are involved in a third of our fatalities. It takes two seconds to put that belt on. Get in the habit every trip, every seat, every time. The car doesn't go in gear until everybody's buckled up. If we can do that, we can make a tremendous difference for safety on Minnesota roads. I had a couple of doctors tell me I had a, uh, hit a scattered slippery spot on 694 and went head on into a concrete wall on 694 just east of Boone Avenue in Brooklyn Park. A couple of doctors said, without the airbag and seatbelt, you probably aren't here, Steve. So airbags and seatbelts work. That's a great point. And remember, that airbag won't do what it needs to do if you don't have your seatbelt on. Every safety system designed into our modern uh, automobile is dependent on that seatbelt being used all the time. And so that's it starts and ends with that seatbelt. So that's a great point. And I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, 
saved my life. There's no doubt. I was able to, I was able to limp away uh, from that wreck, which is pretty yep. extraordinary. Uh, Mike, yep. always good to visit with you. Uh, hopefully, we can visit again soon. Uh, you bet. I always appreciate our talk, uh, and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. There he is, Mike Hansen, uh, the director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Road construction season, summer driving season, take care out there. Quick break, we'll have an update on the weather. I will talk NBA playoffs, uh, some Timberwolves off season. Chris Hine from the Star Tribune will get you up to date on what's going on in the NHL. We'll check the PGA Championship leaderboard, and then for all the news and weather. Then we'll go outdoors with Steve Carney. How is the opener? What reports are he getting? I know Steve's been catching a lot of fish. We'll get reports on that. Uh, Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press covers Minnesota United FC. Uh, the Loon's struggling a bit, and they take on Dallas FC tomorrow on the road. Uh, we'll get an update on the Loon's. That's all in the next hour here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. NBA playoffs continue tonight. Conference finals in the East. Miami and Boston tied at a game apiece. So, huge game three tonight. That'll get started at 7.30 our time. I have a feeling I will tune in. So, I on the Twins, I on the NBA, maybe some Stanley Cup uh, playoff action. But uh, Miami and Boston, our old friend Jimmy Butler trying to get uh, Miami to the finals. Meanwhile, out west, Golden State and Dallas uh, the Warriors come back from a big deficit, beat Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. 42 points, I believe, for Luka in that game last night. Not enough. Golden State up two games to none, and that series shifts to Big D. And that'll be Sunday night at 8 o'clock our time, and uh, that'll be part of my viewing plans. Chris Hine joining us from the Star Tribune, covers the Timberwolves all season long and the NBA. Chris, good to visit with you. I hope all is well. Yeah, going well, Steve. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Luka Doncic, you feel like if he had a little bit more of a supporting cast, uh, the Mavericks could be really dangerous. Even though they're in the conference finals, you get the sense that they're a little overmatched with the Warriors. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, we saw Dallas's offense and Luka just, just bully Phoenix in the, the final two games of that series. And with Golden State, you have a, I think a few more guys that are attuned to staying with Luca that that can that can stay with some of the supporting players like uh, you know a Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, you know, make sure that he doesn't uh, go off. You have uh, Kevon Looney from the Warriors, who I think is having a great series. It's kind of been a revelation in some ways. Uh, you know, inside for them, um, you know, Dwight uh, Dwight Powell, uh, you know. A couple couple times this year, he killed the Timberwolves inside, and he did nothing last night, and to the point where they can't play him anymore. Maxi Kleber, same thing, thirty three minutes, three points, one rebound. You know, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, twenty two minutes. I'm looking at the box score here. Spencer Dinwiddie, twenty two minutes, four points. Yeah. So I think Golden State, you know, Luke is going to get his, and they've adopted the. Uh, kind of, kind of how they also played the Memphis series, which is okay. Luca's going to get his, uh, kind of with John ja Morant, but we're going to shut down the supporting players, and that's how we're going to win. That's that seems to be kind of what Golden State has said. Yeah, so Don should show phenomenal, but uh, probably not at lo- enough. And in the East, Boston, um, 
as I said, huge game tonight. Obviously, game three, chance to go up two games to one. Um, and and the Celtics right now feel like the favorite, in my opinion. I don't know how you see it, but uh, you, you got to feel like whoever emerges from the East will be the favorite in the finals. But uh, with, with Golden State and the way they're playing and Steph Curry, who knows? I think, yeah, I, you know, if I had to handicap it, I think, you know, not really going out on a limb here that we, we're probably headed toward the Golden State-Boston finals, yep. which I think would be highly entertaining. I think it would be a close competitive series. Uh, Boston does everything well on both ends of the floor. Tatum uh, reached another level, I think, in that Milwaukee series. Um, <laughs> they shoot like they did in Game 7 against Milwaukee, and they, like they did the other night in Game 2. <laughs> Against the Heat, uh, you know, nobody's going to be beating Boston anytime soon. It's, you know, can they keep that up? Uh, Miami, we'll see what, what kind of adjustments they make. You know, they're, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals for a reason. Uh, defensively, uh, we know that they're tough. Um, but Boston right now, I think with just the, the bevy of options and with the way their supporting cast has been playing, uh, in and around Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, uh, you know, getting Marcus Smart back was a huge boost for Game Two, of course. Um, I, I think that they're just a better, more well-rounded team on both ends of the floor. Whereas Miami, <clears throat> I think, could can struggle at times uh, offensively. Yeah, a deep, talented team in the Celtics for sure. Uh, let, let's bring it home to the Timberwolves. Uh, you have a piece in the Star Tribune online at startribune.com about uh, changing of the guard at the top of the basketball operation, uh, potentially. And this is kind of that awkward moment where you have Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez uh, set to take control of the team, but Glenn Taylor still calling the shots, and it's all about uh, Tim Connolly. Tell us more about this story and how close this is to being a done deal. Sure. It seems to be uh, kind of in, in the uh, closing in on a deal here. Uh, Tim Connolly, the Nuggets president, <clears throat> is meeting with Glenn Taylor today. Uh, Mark Lurie and Alex Rodriguez have handled the process of trying to find and identify <clears throat> a new team president. Uh, they've aimed high in this search, and they seem to, I think, I think they found a guy that they like in Tim Connolly. Uh, there's a lot to like there because he's helped turn Denver into a perennial playoff team around Nikola Djokic. Um, he's worked with Chris Finch before, who was an assistant in Denver. Um, and this is kind of the, the way the process has played out. Laurie and Rodriguez obviously have a, a, an enormous amount of impact on, on what's going to happen here because they are set to be controlling owners uh, in 2023. So they will have to work with whoever becomes the president, you know, for years going forward. But for the next year and a half, that's going to be Glenn Taylor, uh, who's still the controlling owner. So Glenn has to sign off and, and make the final call on any uh, potential hiring at the top of the organization here. Um, and we'll see how, how this process plays out over the next day or two here. Um, but, you know, like you said, the latest is that uh, they've been talking for a while, and now it's gotten to the point where Tim Connolly is going to be meeting with Glenn Taylor today. Yeah, and how how will this be structured as far as decision-making goes with personnel, et cetera? Do, do you have a read on that yet, Chris? I mean, when a, team, when a team president comes in, you know, they're supposed to have, you know, autonomy over the roster, uh, over the coaching yep. staff, over over the front office. You know, that's their, that's their domain. But, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of how, how, how 
Connolly, if, you know, should he get the job? Should he accept the job? Um, come, what would happen to kind of the front office if he were to come in? What would happen to the to the coaching staff? I don't think anything would happen to the coaching staff. Uh, Chris Finch is locked in for four years. Connolly and Finch, like I said, work together in Denver, so they're familiar with each other. Um, as for the front office, it's hard to say what would happen with Sachin Gupta, who's been running the show as the right. executive vice president. Um, hard to say what would happen there if he would stay on or if he would look to, to move elsewhere. Um, you know, so, so that's a little tough to say at the moment. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of questions to ask a, a new potential president about how he feels about the roster <laughs> and the shape of the roster. Right. And it's hard to say, you know, what he might think of you know, potentially giving Carl Anthony Towns a supermax extension or, you know, where he stands on D'Angelo Russell, you know, things like that, where we would all have to find that out, I think, as we go along. So the the Timberwolves did take a big step forward, but uh, once again, there was turmoil at the beginning of the season. We kind of forget about what happened right before the start of the season. Uh, a, a major move in the front office was made. It didn't seem to disrupt the team and they exceeded all expectation doubled their win total uh pushed memphis uh, to the absolute limit you, you could argue uh the the timberwolves probably should have won that series and and didn't for whatever reason uh, so so there are a lot of positives but once again uh with with, with the timberwolves uh, there, there's turmoil seeming to be lurking yeah, you know, it's it's, inter- it's an interesting dynamic because that that was kind of what the what it was at the beginning of the season. It's it's highly unusual to fire a team president a couple weeks or a week before right. training camp, as is what happened with Gerson Roses. But you know, at, at that point of the season, the roster was in place. Like Roses had made all the moves over the summer. The roster was in place, ready to go. The Finch was here, um, and so it was at that point. It was just kind of all right, well, this is the team we got regardless of who the team president is or running the show. So, you know, I think players in a way, they deal more with the coaching staff than they do the front office. And so, you know, quote unquote turmoil in the front office doesn't exactly reach the players in the, in the way that, you know, you might think in the media or or that we might think like their day-to-day lives aren't really, weren't really impacted all that much. They still work with the same people on the coaching staff. You know, they still have the same responsibilities. Finch is the one that, that sees them on a day-to-day basis, you know, not, not the team president. So I think in that way, they were kind of able to, to insulate themselves from, you know, whatever noise was happening in the front office or other parts of the organization, just focus on the basketball aspect of it. And, you know, as you said, you kind of forget that that happened because once the season started going, it, you know, you, you didn't really think about it too much. Um, but this has always been kind of lurking in the background that they, that Lori and Rodriguez had wanted a, 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 somebody with a proven track record of building a successful franchise. And you look at Tim Connolly's resume, like I said, over the last nine, ten seasons in Denver, and he certainly fits that bill of what they're looking for. Yeah, and they have a billion-plus reasons to really care about who is in that leadership spot. A lot of money committed uh, among those partners uh, to this thing going forward. Well, Chris, always good to visit with you. Uh, w- once again, uh, we'll continue to follow that story, and uh, I- I'm sure uh, you- you'll have it uh, if Tim Connolly ultimately gets the okay from Glenn Taylor. We're going to try. <laughs> right. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. I appreciate it.
All right, there he is, Chris Hine. Does an outstanding job covering the Timberwolves. Talk a little NBA uh, with uh, the conference finals underway. Once again, in the conference finals tonight, uh, Miami-Boston, 7.30 start tomorrow night, Golden State at Dallas. Uh, The Warriors in command up two games to none. We'll come back, check the PGA Championship leaderboard in Chile, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're, They're having almost identical weather to what we're having here in the Twin Cities today. Temps in the 50s, cloudy and breezy. Uh, we'll, we'll get you the leaderboard, and, and you can tell the players hate it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. A relative unknown leading at the PGA at Southern Hills in Chile, Tulsa. You don't normally say that, Chile, Tulsa, Oklahoma, but the PGA now in May and they're in the 50s. It's cloudy. It's breezy. Golfers are wearing sweater. You, you wouldn't expect that uh, in Oklahoma this time of year, but that's what they've got. And the scores are reflecting that. The uh, scores have gone up. Mito Pereira from Chile. He played uh, college golf at Texas Tech. In uh, his graduate of the Corn Ferry Tour, won three times out there. And it's now on the PGA Tour. And Mito, your leader at 10 under par. And he's got a solid four-shot lead over Bubba Watson, Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas at minus four, Abraham Anser, Davis Riley at minus four, Matt Fitzpatrick, Cameron Young at three under, Sam Burns, Gary Woodland at minus two, along with Max Olmos, had a very nice year. Uh... Rory McIlroy, after an opening 65, continues to struggle. A 71, one over on Friday. Now, uh, three over on his round today through nine holes. Uh, speaking of struggling, Tiger Woods is 79 today. And uh, Tiger did make the cut, played well enough on Friday to get in. But Tiger now at plus 12 and tied for 76. So that, uh, that is the tail end of the field heading into Sunday at the PGA Championship. Troy Merritt had a pretty good day. Uh, Troy played at Spring Lake Park, and Troy Merritt right now sits at five over par. So pretty steady uh, for Troy. And then Tom Hoagie, who was among the leaders early, uh, he's sitting at one over par uh, right now in the PGA Championship. But Mito Pereira from Chile on a chilly day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is your leader. Uh, Twins tonight, they'll take on the Royals in Kansas City, and I was checking out the weather in the Kansas City metro area, and it's going to be cool by late May standards in Kansas City. It starts to heat up. The humidity starts to build. Uh, Once you get to June, June, July, and August can be really tough at Kauffman Stadium. But right now in Kansas City, 61 degrees and breezy. Northwest winds at 13 with gusts to 21 miles an hour. Tonight clear and 44 for a low in Kansas City. Tomorrow, final game of the three-game series. Sunny, 68 degrees. But, uh, yeah, uh, very cool by Kansas City standards. And, of course, here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, we will not get out of the 50s. And... Northern Minnesota, all of Western Minnesota under a frost advisory 
And that frost advisory uh, in, includes most of North Dakota, most of South Dakota, most of Nebraska. And uh, you get out toward the Black Hills, we're talking a freeze warning overnight tonight. So definitely cold weather. We have all the news. We have all the weather. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 